rpgmp3.com and the Gate Campers present a rise and fall adventure set in the world of Tropis. Make a regular donation of just $5 a month to get higher quality audio recordings released ahead of time. That's right, feed the zombies, monkeys and mutant pirates and you too could get higher quality audio. Oh my god, Skyrim is awesome! Just thought I'd throw that out I will there. stab you. You will stab me, but that won't stop Skyrim from being awesome. Um, what news do I have this week? Ah, uh, yes, right. Um, embarrassing news. Embarrassing news for myself and the listeners, whoever are listening, but it has been dictated by my partner that I have to tell you this on air um, so you <laughs> can all laugh at me and um, share my shame. Right, um... I have a lovely partner called Alison. She is fantastic. And, um, well, we were doing what partners do. And, um, yes, I might have been, 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 been compelled to say her name. Only um, I got that a little bit wrong. And, um, well, my brain got confused. And and because my brain is stupid, and 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 her name begins with Alison. Well, her name is Alison. Doesn't begin with Alison. And 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 Alison is kind of. Well, well, I have another friend, a really cool, awesome friend, whose name also begins with an A, and might be Ashley. And, uh, <laughs> oh, thank God! I thought you were gonna say Alex. <laughs> so did I. I just really thought you were saying Alex. And, and uh, I might have used the words "Oh, Ashley," um, <laughs> to which 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 my lovely loving girlfriend responded, "What?" To which I responded, "Oh, Ashley." Oh shit! <laughs> so she wanted me to tell you guys this on air so that everybody across the internet could share my shame. Yeah, we are, we are shaming you. Yes, <laughs> I, yes. Um, needless to say, I um, coitus did not continue for a little bit as I groveled <laughs> a lot. I I, I want to know what it says that all of us thought you were going to say, Alex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What the fuck, guys? Damn <laughs> it, Alex. Our, our, our secret love is Alison. Alex. That one makes so much more sense. To be honest, if I had said Alex, it'd have been a hell of a lot more funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. And it would be a lot more telling. Yeah, it would. <laughs> See, I would expect Alex. myself to say, "Oh, Alex," but unfortunately, it came out Ashley, and I'm I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm gonna have to break your heart, but you're just not the girl for me. But apparently, I think about you when I have sex subconsciously. Didn't <laughs> know what you will. Moving on, and back to Tropis. Listen to my voice. Listen to the songs spilled from my lips. Listen to the sagas told by old. Of the comings of the armoured knights and the blood and the snows. Listen for a tale whose tune to be told. A tale as old as the skies, as old as the mother dragons, and as wise as the beasts of the woods. Listen. 
for the name of that tale is Betrayal. And this is the iron coin in the purse of those who desire above all things power. Listen, for it is a tale like a gem with many faces, many views, many forms. And the tale is now to begin. Night has well and truly fallen. You stride further and further into the forest. Making you oh, hey, look, a door. <laughs> Creaky forest. <laughs> making... or, or my dog is going outside. Making the way. Making the way. Deeper into this dramatic forest, punctuated by door openings. But you will be quiet, peoples. Right. The wolf howls that accented and encouraged your retreat into towards the village have increased now. And every now and then, one how or another will rise and there is a different tinge to that how. It, it, it seems perhaps deeper or... This is a different quality to it. It just doesn't sound the same as the other wolves. Every now and then, other night creatures can be seen or heard on the edge of your flickering torchlight, flying above you on blackest wings delivery black wings or scuttling in the underbrush snuffling about looking for midnight food there is a cold tinge to the air and your breath well and truly hangs upon it but the, where, the, the chill hasn't changed dramatically with the falling of nights it's pretty much the same ambient air um, excuse me, not like that still the same ambient air and you, of course you hold your furs tight and press on there is, of course, a tension in the party. Cora feels this the most. The others may well be oblivious. I would say they probably are quite oblivious, but Cora feels this tension. It's growing unease. It's growing fear. Yes, it's only a mixture of fear, of resolution. Something has been determined will happen. It's just lingering about the party. Maybe it's just inside Cora. Maybe she just feels it inside herself. But I've noticed something... Something not quite right. This entire night just feels far too tense. In the distance, you begin to hear the sounds of water. Or a river. And that is where we shall begin. Cora, take it away. 
Um, Cora will head towards the river and look around for a reasonable place to spend the night. Okay. The party reached the river. Look around. Much to uh, Jack's confusion, he looks the map and looks up and looks the map again. Can I have a survival roll from you, please, Jack? <clears throat> All right. See how high uh, this time. I still think I, you look I, like Anakin Skywalker. Your token is. Uh, yeah. Do, 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 do. I got I seven. Okay, seven. Nice. Seven. That's acceptable. You look at this river. And it's it's quite wide. It's wide, far, far too wide for you to jump across, and you can you, in the darkness you can't ascertain the depth. But what you can tell is um, perhaps more troubling news. Um, it's not on the map. Um. Or at least there is a river on the map. Uh, but this isn't that river. That river isn't here. Um, this is a different river where no river should be and um, perhaps worse there's no obvious way of crossing it already hell the map is lied the map lied yes right here what do you see shows the map uh, to Roland well, no river. Exactly. Then a river just sprang up. Uh, Roland puts uh, puts the A-frame down and uh, sort of uh, adjusts uh, Carolyn on it as she uh, was laying in a uncomfortable way and then turns to Jacques so do you still know where we are you're fairly mm. certain you know where you are um, you, you know exactly where you are you're less than maybe two hours from the village um, in fact the village is literally you, you wager just beyond the uh... riverbed yeah Typically. It's just beyond the river bend. And yeah, it's on the wrong side of the river. Yeah. It's on the other side of the river. Well, maybe we should make camp. I, I don't know about you, but dragging uh, Lady Carolyn around is quite tiring. Yes, I can see that. All right, let's break for camp. Thankfully, to the marvels of science, I have a a camp happily prepped for this just an occasion. <gasps> do, 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 do. <laughs> Bing, one camp. Apparently, we're burning the witch as Roland appears to be standing right where the campfire is. I do apologise. Burn the witch. So as you were. Uh, as you create your rather attractive little camp, um, you know, just add water, instant camp. Uh, you get Jack gets a nice fire going. Um, you make sure there's some nice fallen logs around, just for basically for sitting on, and um, that's your situation. 
Now you've got you've you managed to set up camp. You managed to find yourself a nice um, clearing. It's not so massive. Um, you know, sort of about sixty feet wide by another sixty feet. It's like a sixty feet area, but it's within easy walking distance of the river. Um, so you can continue tomorrow. So yeah, All you right. get the camp set up, and it gives you a sort of you get some firewood together, enough to last you the evening. Take it from there. All right, Jack's gonna go hunting. So okay, Cora's... give me. I'm sorry. Go go ahead, Cora. I was gonna say Cora's gonna set up like little trap things that will alert the party if somebody is coming. Noisemakers, yes. Yeah. Okay, right, give me a, I think for you it would be a knowledge hunting, and I would like the same from, well actually no, yeah, both, if both of you could give me a knowledge hunting followed by a survival. If you pass the knowledge hunting, your survival will get a plus one. I should be the only one with knowledge hunting, because he has knowledge pentagon. Well, yeah. that goes for that then. Okay. So I just roll survival then? Yes, please. Married. Oh! Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 20 Jesus fucking titty fucking Christ <laughs> with added fuck okay so anyway Jack I will go for Jack in a sec um Cora holy shit I didn't notice that Cora you've completely fluffed your knowledge hunting role but you still managed to make a nice nine so you, you set up your noisemakers quite happily um what I'll do is I will give you uh, give me a second. I'll quickly see if I've got something that will be a suitable for the method. Uh, raw? No, no, no. We want statuses. See what we've got here. That will do the job, I think. Uh, I'm just basically seeing if I've got anything here that's suitable for the. Yeah, that's not too bad. Right, this is Bree, Bree, and Bree. Okay, Bree, I'm giving you free noise noisemaker tokens. Okay, basically the area they cover. So here's one, here's another, and here's the third. Put them where you will. The area in which they cover is the area that basically anything walking into that into the circle will set off the alarm. So do you see them there? Yeah. Okay, put them where you will. Um, now, if I if I do this, I'm going to change one to hidden. Can you still see it? Can you still see three? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I see two. That, that, that's exactly as it should be. You Have you put them in place? Um... Now I only see two, okay, and one of. Don't worry, so I can I can change back. It's cool. There you go. So yeah, put them where you will. Okay, um, Pimponi. Uh, Pimponi goes off hunting, so we'll take him out of the occasion, and Cora's off doing Cora things. 
What are the remaining remaining Emma and Alex doing? Core has a question. Mm-hmm. Um, this area right here is that like a wall with rocks? Yeah, or what over is that, that it's a wall of rocks. Like, can people get over that? Yeah, right. yeah, we'll say that. We say it's the same sort of rocks they have in the riverbed, so we'll go over that. Um, she's referencing on the map to the Never Eats southeast. There's like a patch of rocks. Um, because the map is not wanting to update, how close are we to the water? Uh, what do you mean the map's not Ooh. wanting to update? I still have the big ass question mark, but that's okay. Okay, it was, good it's, enough for the description. Okay, uh, you're about 120 or so feet away from. Well, if you go over the campfire oh, to the nearest river, river, you're about yeah, 120 feet. All right. Well, then she's just going to simply sit at the fire since everything's mm-hmm. already set up, been set up. Okay. What are um, you doing, Pimpony? He was he was using himself as the measuring tool. <laughs> okay. Um, Roland will um, uh, will uh, check that Carolyn is still breathing and give her something to drink, and then he will sit down on the uh, on the log. And uh, simply look into the fire. His look into my eyes. <laughs> his um, elbows resting on his knees. Okay, I've now done it. Done the map so you can actually sit on logs now, rather than just like floating. Indeed. So Carolyn's like lying next to the fire, a Carl Drogo style. Yeah. <laughs> we Pretty leave well. her. We leave her outside. We think she likes it. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, um, Cora, are you happy where your tokens are? Where your traps are? Yeah. Okay, change those to objects so they don't get in the way. There you are. Okay, so you're off saying those things. Okay, so Cora returns after having set up her traps. And a little while later, so does Jack. Uh, Jacques informs, well, basically, Jacques, you've basically, what you've done is you may have, um, found the motherload. <laughs> uh, as you were basically doing your rounds and hunting, you found, uh, basically a dead stag. Horns and all, just on the ground, it's like chest torn open. Now, around the stag are its... Um, attackers, you find basically three wolves. Now, judging from how they've lain, the stags managed to kill two wolves, and the third has basically been mortally wounded by the stag just as the stag dies. Uh, so basically, it's had a chance to stagger away and basically fall over. So, your hunting result has netted you three wolves and a stag. My god, and he didn't have to move a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Amazing, oh, you're amazing. Oh. I am so not amazing. relay this to the party. <laughs> I will not relay that to the party. I'll just tell them that I bagged these. <laughs> and the stag was perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> All right, so 
am I able to carry all of them, or do um, I need to like? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. No. no. I think you'd like have to get an A-frame or something just for the stag. Uh, uh, yeah. So, okay. The idea is you're coming back to kind of get help because yeah, that's not happening. I'm afraid. Yeah, I bagged a whole bunch of uh, like three wolves and a stag that were like fighting to the death. Um, <laughs> help would be most uh, appreciative. Appreciated. Food sounds good. Emma goes towards him and waits for him to lead on. Alright. We are over here. Um, Cora's going to look at Roland and see if Roland is going to go or stay. Uh -oh. Sorry, I, I was reading the zombie spell. Cora's oh. looking at Roland to see if he's gonna go with them or stay. I would like to add to this that no, Roland, you cannot take the zombies. Uh, he's not going to. I was just saying, with with infinite powerpoints, that one is going to be a bitch. It's like zombie, 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 zombie. Basically, he's gonna turn into Thriller. Zombie, 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 zombie. Do 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 do. Have another zombie. <laughs> No, it's going to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. In this episode of The World of Tropis, a random grey horse will be playing the part of the um, one of the dead wolves. Uh, sorry, the, the stag there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roland will walk over. Okay. Um, Cora's going to stay with Carol and then. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks Emma. You pull, Jacques pulls out a skinning knife. Time to do the dirty work. Don't want to bring it close to the fire. And have all the guts and stuff. Very well. Uh, I'm no woodsman, but isn't it a good idea to, I don't know, maybe gut those things by the river? They're from camp? Yeah. That's kind of why I was doing it out of camp. Okay, you, you and the players now have control over the dead dudes. The dead wear creatures and the uh, TP9 camp underscore 40 horse. Oh, okay. I was like, creatures, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Roland will help Pimponi move the things. Okay, so you take him over to a rocky section of Rivet to do the whatever the fuck it is you guys do. Be player. The, the skinning deeds. Mm -hmm. All okay, right. so what's happening with Cora? Uh, she's guarding Carolyn to make sure nobody like Rips comes into the camp and makes off with her or something. <laughs> well, they did try making off with uh, another one of Tasha's characters, so I suppose it's it's only fair. But technically, they did make off with her character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I say technically they did. <laughs> they yeah, kind of succeeded. True. I mean, it's not trying if you succeed. There's no use in trying if you always fail. Hmm. Sorry. But the only failure is not trying. <laughs> I'm going to make the campfire a bit bigger because it's a bit shit at the moment. No, he's going to burn the woods down. <laughs> ah, I burned Carolyn. Poor Carolyn. <laughs> oh, no. Drag the safety, drag the safety. Oh, no. Three is down. What? Carolyn continues to be unconscious <laughs> and heavy <laughs> and unconscious. 
<laughs> and she's also, she's also heavy. Is she still in her full armor and everything? Yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna give her water because I don't know that Roland did it. That's okay. <laughs> don't choke her. Don't choke, don't choke. <laughs> Alright. Well, I was gonna say there's a, there's a problem perhaps that she wouldn't float if you had to go across water because she'd be laid down with basically water. But can I, can I? Well, she's wearing heavy armor, so I don't really think that's gonna be too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Roland helps uh, Jacques carry the wolves uh, across the to stag. the yeah, and the dead stag over to the riverbed, and then turns to walk back to the camp, unless of course he is stopped. What do you want? Emma starts um, looking at the stag and seeing how much of it is actually worth keeping. <laughs> well, the stag's pretty blegged, but you're fairly certain the kill has, well, the kills and uh, deadness um, have only really occurred recently. So it, the, the kills are actually pretty damn fresh. Yep. Told okay. you I bagged them. And she'll start um, butchering it, I guess. If, if she she has a dagger, but beyond that, she'll just go for the stag then, since he wants the fur, so he probably has a better skinning knife mm-hmm. for the fur. Yeah. Well, I kind of like the buckskin, oh, too, but... Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. kind of want the buckskin, too, but... Oh. <laughs> Roland, Roland makes one oh, comment over his, over his shoulder before he leaves, uh, saying, last time I tried skinning a wolf, it had, uh... Some bad results. I'll be back at the camp. Yeah, did you guys have any um, tents? I think I might have. <clears throat> if you could check for me, please. Yeah, I had a two-man canvas tent. And cool. I don't. I know that for a fact. One two-man cool. canvas tent coming up. Where would you like it? Uh, not so close to the fire that it burns up, but <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> ah, where'd it go? Damn it, zooming out. Right, it's owned by um, you, Ashley. Put it where you will. <laughs> Ray of so sunlight through the, the trees. Oh, yeah. it's not visible to players. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to get some other bits down. Um, how many of you... Uh, I assume you guys all have bedrolls and shit? Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't think I had a bedroll specifically, but I had, like, a heavy blanket. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland emerges from the uh, trees and walks back to the fireplace. Alright, do I need to do a roll to skin these things, or can we just... Wait a sec. How many people in the party? One, two, three, four. Five. Counting doesn't count. And I assume two of them are going to be inside the tent. Although it's a two-man tent, you can find... That's not really work. She would be extending that invitation to Emma when she... Or Cora when she gets back. I'll put the other beds then uh, around the fire. Unless... Roland suggested someone else, like Lady Carolyn, sleeps in there. Hmm. Probably would. I figured. Are, are we gonna like wait for them to come back and 
role play or are we just going to decide? Well, we can since we're all well, you since... you could have you could have decided it when you were um, setting up camp. True. That's true. All right, let's lob her in there. <laughs> <laughs> One for the money, two for the show, three to get rid of, four to go. Ah! And I still support the rating up. system. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there yeah, you this have it. This makes all... me think of Morgan's camp. Yeah. It's a little bit removed from the fire. Yeah. It's Lady Carolyn's hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Are the headaches gone? Roland asks Cora suddenly. Do I have a headache? Mr. DM. No, you don't. Although I was going to say something before Roland magically teleported back, but I'm interrupted by everybody else. So Roland can teleport the fuck off. I actually described him walking through the, the forest. Was I got descri- I got interrupted by Pimboni and everybody else skinning shit whilst I was while I was about to describe something with Cora. Uh, okay. Who but cares about skinning shit? I do. Right, Cora. Okay. A minute ago, Lady Carolyn was outside. Next minute, she's getting flung inside. So she's going to be outside getting watered. Or, even better, you're in the tent, watering her there. Okay, confusion over. Good. Right. She's a flower being anyway. watered. Okay, she needs sun as well. You can't just keep her indoors all day. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Anyway. As the rest of the party are off, doing what the fuck it is they're doing. Uh, annoying me, I'm fairly certain of it. Um, you know, how players do. <laughs> You're watering the Carolyn pot plant, and well, I suppose she is a vegetable. And, uh, crikey, that joke was almost rube quality. I do apologise. Um, basically, as you're watering her, you kind of... Give me a notice check. Okay. Notice five, wild die five. I'll give you that. What's your bonus? Don't forget your bonuses, ship. Where's your result, I, please? That should be added in already. Okay, that was utter fail. Right. Um, you turn away to fill up a. But you turn away to basically get your water skin to give Carolyn a bit of a drink, and as you turn back. She's rolled over. She's actually moved. She's still very much asleep, but she's shifted a little bit in her armour. How far away is the river? The river is within shouting distance. I will shout for Roland. Roland! Who just happens to teleport into camp. Ding! Take it away, Roland. Bamf! As a little side note, I just need to use the bathroom. Be back. Okay. And Carolyn wets herself. <laughs> well, the thing to remember is she's in a comatose state, and um, in addition to watering her occasionally, you do need to make her go potty, otherwise she will go potty in her armour. Um, actually, <laughs> the more likely scenario is she's gone potty in her clothes and we've just washed her. 
there is also that, but I don't think we need to roleplay that. I mean, we, I know no. we take take the gritty realism of Tropis really, really seriously. I don't think we need to take it that seriously. I hope. <laughs> Please tell me we don't need to take it that seriously. We don't. Good. Because <laughs> I don't think we'll... Uh, ah, giant bed. I don't think I'll survive us taking it that seriously. I think listeners might hunt me down to specifically gut me. <laughs> Although I'm fairly certain more kill rocks will get some kinky kicks out of it. <laughs> uh, Roland, he tends to get kinky kicks out of everything from what I've seen. Roland walks over to the tent, pulling the flap aside. Yeah. She rolled over. What, Carolyn? Yeah. He uh-huh. moves in. He moves into the tent. Cora exits the tent very not gracefully. <laughs> Cannot find tent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was Alex, inside Alex of you it. for a moment. Was inside of you for a moment there. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bree. Mmm. <laughs> Alex. Mmm, help. <laughs> <laughs> My characters are fraternizing with each other. Ah. Actually, I think it's more likely the players. My, my, my players are fraternizing with each other. Ah. Um, Roland will... Uh... Alex, where do babies come from? Uh, they come from your mother's vagina. Ah, I'm traumatized. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, Roland will kneel at uh, Carolyn's side and uh, sort of check for for any uh, any change. No change from what you can see. Hmm. Well, I-, I can't see anything, but I- I'm not a healer, so I. I- I thought you would want to know, because it, it's a good thing, I think, maybe. Yeah, it is. Uh, Roland turns and exits the tent. Cora edges away from more personal space. Well... These are just sort of approximations. Yeah, of, of, I mean, uh, I don't think I don't think even Roland, with his giant, massive ego, takes up like five foot square. Yeah. No, she's still edging away from more personal space. Okay. 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 Okie dokie. Your turn, Tash. Join um, in. I have, I have a question, Danny. Mm? Um, which uh, the ancient Babylonian? Ancient Babylonian is that Shailene? That's Shailene. Because, yes. Oh, so they're the same thing. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That was my question. Okay. Oh so God! It's happening over at the Slaughterfest with Emma and the Slaughterfest 2000. Yes. Yes. All right, I'll skin the the buck first, so Emma can then go <laughs> start. 
carving that thing up for dinner. Mm, okay. Yeah, and and then I'll go and proceed the uh, proceed to the wolves. Do I have to do any rolls or anything, or no? Uh, you're what? What are you doing? I'm skinning. Uh, give the stag. Give me wolf. a repair. Unfortunately, really a repair. Repair is taken towards any okay. any kind of crafting. Uh, okay. Uh, well, actually, no. If you're not really making anything, you're just kind of skinning. So give it just fuck it. We'll just give me a survival. Alrighty. You are between <gasps> murderizing. You hope you know that. I want, I want one for each of the wolves and the stag separately, please. So we'll do the stag okay. first. Yeah, I got a seven. Okay. A stag. Wolf. An ace. Wolf one. A nine. Wolf two. Eight. Wolf three. Seven. Okay. So note down that you've got three wolf pelts and, well, what leather from stag. Stag leather, I guess. Not all entirely right. sure how you intend to carry all this shit, though. A-frame it? Yeah, A-frame to work. Astral frame! <laughs> and it, first egg, it would be buckskin, by okay. the way. We'll go for buckskin, thank you. Thank you very much. See, players know stuff that a DM does not and allow him to fill holes in his knowledge repertoire. This is called <laughs> teamwork. Later, the TPK. <laughs> okay. And we got that done. Okay, you do anything else? You do any actual interaction, or are you just gonna like roll dice and shit? Um, <laughs> do you want to go and have any conversation, Emma? I don't uh, know if Emma would have conversation. <laughs> just roll dice and shit, is then. What are we gonna well, do with the? You shouldn't be. Mm. You shouldn't be afraid to role play. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually going to say something, but. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, Alex. She was gonna say something, but I wasn't quite that bad. Jesus Christ, Danny. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna do with the carcasses? Can't have them too close to camp. No, we can't. Well, we could go chuck them into the uh, river and just let that carry it down. <laughs> <laughs> is this a fast moving river <laughs> uh, it's quite it, it, it seems quite slow moving uh, it seems quite bloated with snow flo- with the snow melt so you have to kind of, it's quite sluggy every now and then a little bit of ice will just flow past so it's, it's quite slow uh, put the carcasses in and contaminate the water brilliant no <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it is flowing away from where the village should be I'm pretty yeah. sure the river can deal with a bit of animal guts. Yeah. You do what Although, you want, as long as we don't stay here for too long. Uh, we're only going to now, be staying now in industrial pollution, that, that's another matter. <laughs> yes. A river probably doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> the river's like, what the fuck? What's this? <laughs> this is an animal? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Anyway, um, I'm done. <laughs> well, either that, or we'll just go and bury the bury the uh, 
carcasses in the rocks. You 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 know that if you bury the animals, uh, it will attract predators, predators and scavengers to come along, basically dig it back up and om nom 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 it. Yeah. So in the river it goes. Stag, <laughs> give me a D4 roll. Minus one. Plop. D4 minus one. Mm-hmm. Not explodey, please. Exploding penises. <sighs> okay. The stag kind of gets plopped into water, floats down a bit before while well, getting stuck on the shore again. Uh, wolf, one. Give me a d4 roll, please. Two. The wolf happily floats down the river. Wolf, two. Give me a roll d4, please. And wolf four. Okay, so basically the stag's kind of floated down the river a bit before coming ashore again. The the wolves happily floated off to kingdom come. See, uh, you're approaching. You're going to walk down down the shore to approach the stag. Mm -hmm. Okay, as you approach the stag, you kind of notice it's it's kind of dead and kind of a little bit out to the water, and it's stuck on a tree. Ah. A tree? Yeah. Yeah, like you know, like a dead tree that's falling in the water. Oh. Ah, oh, Rada Frada. Rada Frada Frada? Yes. <laughs> Don't suppose you have a pole just lying around at camp just to go and poke this thing out from where it's stuck. <laughs> I don't want to get in the water. It's cold. <laughs> Stick, 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 stick. <laughs> oh, shit. Oops. Map tools. Behave. Okay, there we go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Emma doesn't find a stick, so she'll just do it because a wimpy Mr. Man needs to okay, What are you doing, please? Going in and I don't know how deep would the water be where the you, you can't you can't tell because it's kind of like nighttime. Okay, well she's just going to be blah and walk or well walk until about the knees and not go any deeper than that. Okay, you will go with that. Can you give me a agility roll because the rocks are super super slippy. Agility. Um. Damn it! I am wounded. I need to remember this. Oh dear! <laughs> um, <laughs> I can swim. Uh, give me a swimming check, please. Uh, if you're wondering what's so hilarious, uh, Emma just failed. Uh, in addition, I'm emo. I'm basically controlling the stag, so it's got the stag floats annoyingly. The stag's just like, ha! okay. And then she fails. The stag. I aced two times and I still got a thirteen. Nice. Okay, you fall into the water, um, but then then you kind of. You kind of gracefully do one of those, um, you know, the swimming things that they kind of stick the legs out of the water and do those little backwards paddle things and do like water acrobatics. You kind of do that and get out again. In fact, you did it so well, you're not even wet. <laughs> and <it's>... Wow. <laughs> Impossible. I, I, I love that, Danny. That... And uh, the stag floats off the end. So that's not even possible. 
She rolled a 13. It's impossible. It's, it's possible. She rolled a 13 with minus two penalty to, wo- to wounds. It's possible. Anything is possible with Savage Worlds. Oh, God. Okay. If you say <laughs> so, buddy. Okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. You are, you are quite wet. You're in fact drenched to the bone. Okay, then Maybe. she'll just stomp back to... to... Ah, uh, hypothermia Alex, episode. Alex Alex, 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 I know, I know you specifically stipulated that I wasn't allowed to do another hypothermia episode, but, 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 hey, man, I do... it's not the entire episode, and technically she is asking for it. Yes. <laughs> well, I actually oh, said just said up. hypothermia episode. So. Okay, fine. You, what are you going to do, Emma? Please. Uh, picking up um, okay. what meat pick... she has and then going. Let me just roll this back again. Okay, uh, pop you back in the water so we can... Because we've been joking about it a bit and I don't think the seriousness of the situation quite... Pun intended, <laughs> sunk in. Um, basically, you have just gone into water so cold, I described lumps of ice occasionally floating down. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. You are in... You've, 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 you've managed to basically... You've slipped over. You've pulled yourself out of the water quite 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 easily. Maybe you grabbed onto the tree and pulled yourself out. But you are so cold, you can't even speak properly. Mm. You are wearing heavy furs, and that shit soaks water straight up. You are sodden. Your, your clothing's probably going to weigh about five, five pounds heavier than it would normally. Your limbs, you can, they feel as stiff as anything. Your face is, your your lips are almost instantly going blue. And you are kind of, not proper shock, but your body's kind of in shock. It has just had a sun punch straight to the jaw of pure, unadulterated cold. Take it. Okay. Hmm. She's still. Uh, I'm taking. She's in the water. Um. She'll she flail herself, about and out of the water. Okay, okay, Mike. You are our survivalist in um, the party. You know this woman is in a shit state. She will die if she doesn't get Stupid warm bitch. and out of those. <laughs> Fire. You stupid woman. Freezing in there. Get up. He goes. Takes it. Takes his cloak off, his very, very warm cloak off, and starts stripping Emma down. Um, I'm not quite shocked. Okay, well, hmm. she's not going to argue. Okay, so Emma's stripped off out of her soaking wet clothes. The exposure from the air around you is like heightened now. You are shivering uncontrollably. And I go and put my... You probably regained the ability to speak now, but your your mind is just like, holy shit, this is cold. <laughs> Jacques yeah. then goes and puts the uh, his very warm cloak on... on uh, Emma. Emma. Mm-hmm. And... Um, hmm, thinking. Oh, ahead. she'll like the cloak. I don't think... God damn it, how bad is the shock? Because I don't know if she'd be even able to walk and stuff. You'll, you'll be able to walk, but not unaided. Okay. She'll... I'll just piggyback her. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'll pick Emma up and piggyback her all the way back to camp. Okay. 
all the 20 feet. No, I think it's a bit, it's a bit more than 20 feet. <laughs> so it's kind of like, uh, as a crow flies, it's like 18 times 6, that's 60. And some, it's 20 feet. It's not 20 feet. Uh, I guess we might Each unit is not one feet, GM. it's kind of like 6. Oh. So it's all 18 right, times so... 6. It is... 108. A lot. Okay. We're on our way there. I don't know if you want to do anything else in camp before they pop yeah. out. Okay, guys, do you want to do any roleplay at all while you're back in camp? Sure. Um, <clears throat> Roland sits down on the uh, log just, just outside of the uh, two-man tent that mm. Carolyn is resting in. And... Uh, and uh, looks at the fire with a uh, a rather uh, contemplative look on his face. Occasionally he will look at Cora as though he's trying to figure something out. Cora looks at him and looks away when he looks at her and then goes back to looking at him. Is she just standing there, or is she also sitting down? Yep, she's just standing where she is. <laughs> so, you're from Fairweather, right? She nods. And your family is gone. She nods and looks away. So you're alone here. She hesitates and then says, yeah. Well, I guess we're all kind of alone out here. Yeah. Did you have any plan when you came to Pentacan? Um, not a good one. I guess anywhere is better than Fairweather at this point. Um, yeah. Um, Where Roland, are you from? Yeah, Roland mutters something uh, under his breath uh, in a language that Cora doesn't understand. Me? Well, I'm uh, I'm from a place close to a Manta. Well, some ways off, I guess. She has no idea, so she just agrees. Okay. Yeah, most people aren't going to know Mender. It's like a tiny, shitty little hamlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was actually wanting to say the other place, in uh, Prague. Prague. Yeah. Okay. 
Prague is the. Uh, give me a common knowledge roll, um, please, Cora. Um. That's a skill. So yeah, he said Prague, not. Uh, oh, I see it. Retconned. Okay. Right. <laughs> this is George Lucas. Made it faster, better. Okay. Um, you know Prague to be basically it's the closest theocratical port, or at least closest Kagian port to the continent across the sea, Zenulatin. That is all. The player is confused. <laughs> Zenulatin Zenia... is the continent across the sea from Kag. It's basically it's the... the continent to the south of Kag. Prague is the closest port to the continent. That's uh, the one that um, the, the Crusades of yeah. the Rose were yes. fighting. Well, okay. Losing. Yeah. Well, they're getting butt raped. Pretty much. By super uh, idealistic bandit. people who are like, we are super duper moral. And the bureaucracy is like, no, we're not. We're really not. But yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, <laughs> basically, Keg is the bad guys. Well, this this, this is the thing where, where um, you brought up in conversation earlier, uh, I think it was Bree and uh, Mike, asking basically, could we play the bad guys? Um, you guys are kind of the bad guys. Uh, that's not what they meant, I didn't though. say, I could we Wait. play the bad guys? I said, if we were going to play the bad guys, your brain would explode. No, I think I'm going to discuss it with Danny, and I think we can work Yeah, we, 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 me, I, I want to discuss it with Alex before I kind of say no or yes. <laughs> Generally, if I'm saying I'll think about it, translate that to I'll ask Alex. <laughs> I kind of like the idea. Cause, cause I, means... I like the idea, but I think we need to really focus on this campaign rather than coming up with 101 spin-off campaigns. Well, that's true, but but we an could idea tie for the future. It's possible, or if we, we want to break from main camp, main main uh, party troubles. Well, I'll, like dis- I'll discuss it after game. I'll discuss yeah. it after game because I have a pretty good idea. Okay, so, well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll play play what we're playing at the moment, and we can talk about it after. Yeah, <clears throat> so I have a good idea. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. updating my journal. <laughs> anyway, Watch first. out! It's you, Ulfric have, have Stormcloak. You, have you have you finished? Uh, yes. Okay. So, do 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 do. The, um, the, 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 the yes, Cora. I was just gonna say, Cora will eventually, when Map Tool stops being a dick, um, come over and sit on a. Sort of near Roland, but on another log and kind of more farther away than is polite. <laughs> okay, this is, scene is interrupted by the return of Jack and Emma. Emma on his back, obviously naked, beyond apart from wearing Jack's cloak. Her hair is obviously sodden. Um, and she's shivering. Yes. Cora will try to help. Blankets, blankets. Yeah. I'll fetch warm things out of tents mm-hmm. and bags and bring them over near the fire. 
Well, this brings back memories, Roland <laughs> says. Okay, we put Cora in the bed. Um, Emma in the bed. Oh, sorry, wrong bed. Um, and she'll curl up and make herself really small and as close to the fire as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Cora will lay next to her. Hmm. They'll snuggle. <laughs> okay, they snuggle just like that episode. <laughs> uh, d- didn't you hear Roland's comment? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so yes, Cora and Emma snuggle just like the legendary Hyperfermia episode, leaving Jack and Roland to go retrieve the meat. And oh, her right. stuff. And her stuff. <laughs> Which is well. Yes, and her stuff. So I'll move you guys over to. No, she's going to be walking around with just Jacques' cloak till we get to the next village. <laughs> that could, that could... Uh, she has or, two other things too, um, but you know. Cough, cough, or she dries her clothes, maybe. Yeah. Put up a clothesline. Should be dry <laughs> by the morning or something. It'll be frozen by morning. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we can smack someone over the head with it. <laughs> It's his own weapon. <laughs> you can uh, put it next to the fire without it getting burned. Get it put it dry. on the fire. Burn it. <sighs> burn her stuff. And then we can burn her. And then we can burn Roland. We can burn them all. <laughs> no, calm down, Danny. Uh, Have some cheese. Okay, guys. Um, so, yeah, Roland and Jack head over to retrieve the stuff and the meat. The wind along the uh, the riverbed whistles quite merrily, but it is very, very cold in the evening. Very cold, and you are feeling the the, the as you're ex- quite, you're rather exposed in the riverbed, and you you can kind of you really feel the chill now. Well, not to mention it is dark and treacherous. Alright. So what happened? Well, obviously she fell into the river, but... Alright. After we finished uh, skinning them, we tossed the carcasses in the uh, water. Yeah. Well, the stag got caught on a branch, got caught on a tree, and I asked for a a pole to go and uh, push the thing away from that branch. And not have to get into the water. She just decided to go hop into the water. She fell and then swam back up and got onto shore. And that's how we got to here with a hypothermia episode. <laughs> Wait, what was that last part? <laughs> it's a fey word. Ah. <laughs> Don't I know him? Bastards. Anyway. Anyway, this is as good a chance as any of because I needed to talk to you. Roland looks to Jacques with an arched eyebrow. Yeah, what about? Now. Can you keep typing in the background to minimum, please, people? Thank you. Now, you're from Dominus, aren't you? Well, that was a direct question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
are you afraid I'm going to turn on everyone and light you on fire or do some horrible magics? No, not yet. As you said, you aren't at full strength yet. <laughs> yeah. But my question is, what was that thing, that dragon creature? Why the dominate here in Pentacan? Who the hell are you, Roland? <sighs> Lieutenant Roland Laurentia of House Dominos. House Dominos is, or rather was, the ruling house of, obviously, Dominos, prior to the um, coup led by Duke de Noto. Uh, Duke de Noto is the current ruling High Lord of Dominos, whereas House Dominos is an exiled house. Okay. Would I actually know that, or uh, is you, that you, 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 you wouldn't, wouldn't, but that was more so out of character information to give you. Um, actually, okay. I don't know why I just gave you that. Please ignore me. Okay. <laughs> so no, you don't. As far as the, as far as the real world is probably concerned, Dominos is still led by House Dominos. All right. I draw my sword and point it at uh, Roland. Are you a spy for Dominos? Hardly. My house is exiled. Since over four years back, I'm a bit longer than four years, buddy. How long is it? Um, how old, Roland? Uh, twenty. Well, are you speaking chronologically or biologically? Because those two are different. Biologically. Biologically, twenty-three. I think it occurred about twenty-one years ago then. Uh, 26 years ago. Hmm. All right. Well, it goes back to 26 years ago when the coup happened. Of course, you being an outsider wouldn't know that. Politics of, of Dominos are very simple. If you have the strength to lead, then you simply lead. And if you don't, then you're just forgotten. And when my house was no longer powerful enough to lead, we were kicked out, exiled, one by one eliminated, so that we would no longer be a threat to uh, High Lord De Noto. The moonlight shimmers of Jack's exposed blade. The point aimed squarely at Roland's throat. But uh, to answer your question directly, no, I'm not a spy. And in all likelihood, my own country has probably changed just as much as the rest of the world. Be as strange, be as strange to me as this place is. This isn't the first time someone has turned against me simply because of where I'm from. I'm used to it. But, 
I don't ask you to believe everything I say. All I'm asking is that you give me a chance to prove all your misconceptions wrong. Give me a chance to prove that what the theocracy has taught you isn't all true. Theocracy be damned. I spit, I spit as I said this. Uh, did you turn did away? I... Did you turn away as you spat? Yes. <laughs> uh, awesome. I could give a damn about what the theocracy thinks. Well, this is my home. I... Better or worse. Well, I pose no danger to your homeland. I don't even know how I got here. What I told you before about not remembering what happened, that's true. Although I'd, I'd be glad to tell all of you what happened, but if I tell you all in one go, well, it'll make very little sense. Not only that, I don't remember it all. I'm sure it'll come back to me, though. When we decide what the gun actually have had happened. <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> Now, do you mind putting that away? Jacques thinks for a few moments. Or was Fine. there something? Uh, was there something else you wanted to ask me while we're away from the others? Something you don't want them to hear? Are you able to use your magic still? Danny? Yes. Yeah. So you're not able to use it or you're able to use it now? Um, can Roland demonstrate a flame bolt into the uh, riverbed? Absolutely. Give me five seconds. Right. Yes. Uh, what is the... What is the Bolt spell. Damn it, this time uh, uses the word bolt. Uh, bolt is, I think, one of the first ones. It is. Fusion burst bolt. There we go. Um, I have a question about spells, but mm -hmm. that, it can wait. Okay. Right, so it's one PowerPoint per missile. Uh, tells me that... Yep. Basically, give me a spell cast, an unmodified spell um, cast. Bam. Yep. Eight. Okay. Describe away. Um, Roland takes a step back um, and uh, slightly closer to the river, um, closes his hand into a fist, and. Uh, and speaks words in a tongue that I don't think Jacques knows either. And unless he speaks Shailene. No. Hey, I speak Shailene. You're not there. Terrafio incendio. And then uh, stuff explodes. But sizzle, he sizzle. said before, and then he said it was the same language. No, I didn't. I said it was a language you didn't know, and he was actually speaking in Domini, not in Shailene. 
since there's no one out there to interpret what he's saying, that's why I didn't say what language it was. Um, he fires a bolt into the middle of the river, which makes the ice and water around it sizzle and melt. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the water is stunned. The water is indeed stunned. Ha <laughs> um, Slowly he turns The water back surrenders. To... <laughs> <laughs> Roland slowly turns back to Jacques. Never seen that before. When magic. Sorry. Magic when... is just a. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, and then you go. Sorry, my sister's okay. calling me. When uh, Roland pulled forth this energy from his fingertips, it. She could have muted herself. It. Um... Sorry, back. Okay, cool. It basically the air, the the literally the air around his hands rippled like if you have a still glass of water and just drop it, but it, it was like it distorted around his hands, like like again like the glass of water with a drop in the middle of it. Except it's when you're looking in it and you can see your own image, and then it distorts. Once the spell has gone forth, there's it just acts back to normal, but it kind of gives you a queasy feeling. Just, just, just looking at the, seeing the, the the rippling of reality as the ether is bound towards Roland's will. It makes you makes you feel queasy, uh, almost like a feeling akin to vertigo. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Magic is just a tool, uh, a weapon like a sword. Aye, but like a sword. Let me ask you this. Aside from, aside from the user that decides who kills. Yeah, that's true. But from how I've acted so far, is there anything you that you've come across that makes you feel I would turn against everyone for no reason? Well, let's see. You know nothing of the way of ways of Pentacan. You have no camping experience. I don't know that. The camping anyway. experience bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know how to build up build camp. Or at least not as effectively as us. And it's suicide to go out alone in uh, Pentacan at this time of year. So, May I raise a point? It's also suicide to try to go head-to-head with the Drekki Vakar. <laughs> Yet, you tried it. Uh, yes. Yes, well, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> At times. But anyway. Jacques, uh, 
sheaves his sword and chuckles a bit when he mentions the Drekki Bakar. <laughs> All right. I'll put my trust into you, into you for now. If you betray that, I'll be the first one to put a sword through your heart. Okay. Um, Ashley, have you got the map? You got the image yet? Or is it still a giant um, question mark? It's just still a giant question mark. Okay. That's all right. For me, anyway. So, do you see that little tiny question mark I just pulled up? Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, Tell me when it turns into a non-question mark. It's not there anymore. Oh, there's another one now. <laughs> Does it turn into a non-question mark? Nope. Okay. Something's wrong with your map tools. I'll have to investigate that in a little bit. Basically, you're, you're, you're failing to... Um, Properly, res properly transfer from your uh, doohickey into another doohickey. Um, so cash, it's basically entering your cash, but it's not loading your cash up properly. So we'll try something later, but that's need to be done now. I just want to check that. Yep. Right. Okay. Back to camp with Cora and Emma. 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 <laughs> so what are you two up to? Snuggling, hooray! Okay, <laughs> Emma, you're starting to feel a bit warmer, a bit better now. You, you, you no longer feel. <laughs> anyway, you no longer feel basically anywhere near as cold as you used to be. It's, it's you actually find starting to get feeling in your extremities again, and you, you think you're going to be fine. It's still cold, okay. by the way. But she's still staying in there. <laughs> okay. Cora, your attention is caught by a rustling of the tent behind you. Um, are, are you going to be okay in here by yourself now? Of course. And she'll move away so people can get out of the uh, massive pile of furs and blankets. Cora will uh, scamper out quickly so that the cold air doesn't get to Emma mm -hmm. a lot and go to the tent to check on Carolyn. Okay. And we have this Cora. Inside the tent, Carolyn is as she was left. Yet you feel give me a spirit check. Mm -hmm. Nice. You very distinctly do not feel alone in this tent with Carolyn. You feel... Like, hmm? like, I feel like I'm in there with Carolyn, or like Carolyn and I are in there with someone else? Someone else. You catch upon the air the smell... The smell of winter. Only not winter itself, because winter doesn't really have a smell you can kind of quantify, but the smells you associate mentally with winter, with the cold. Like, Is that somehow different from the fact that it's currently winter? No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's things like the smell, the smell, of, smell of warm wine. Um, it's the smell of roasted ch chestnuts. It's the smell of everything you... you your wife basically Cora associates with winter because it's not yet winter. It's still autumn. 
Um, Cora will poke her head out the tent. And this is and this sniff still, the air. It's still vaguely there, but it's emanating from inside the tent. Cora will look around under things because she doesn't know. Okay, yeah, you, you can't find anything, but you are you are fairly certain someone is in this tent with you. Um, can I? She's gonna put her hand on her dagger. She doesn't want to leave Carolyn alone, mm. but she's kind of like, um, I don't want to be in here. Mm-hmm. Out of the corner she's... of your eye, you catch a feminine figure. Uh, Tash, uh, could you please describe the feminine figure that um, Cora catches the eye, corner of her eye, in her true form, please? Um, I have not seen that token for quite a while, <laughs> I must say. Um, the form that you see is of a woman, uh, who, she's quite tall, and, um, she has the kind of dress that you would expect from the 19th century. It has lots of layers it's light blue and it seems to sort of shift as if it's frosty there's a lot of lace around her and there's a sort of a very cold air about her um her skin is white like ivory and um her hair is sort of i would say a light blue um, I mean, the material of a dress sort of shifts in the light. And, like ice? Um, yes. And there is one noticeable thing in her hand. Um, does Carolyn have the, like, the... Yes. The halberd? Yes. There's a mirror image mm-hmm. in her hands. She also carries a halberd. But the difference between what Carolyn has and what this has is it has a very similar style to the woman that carries it. And it almost seems to shimmer. And um, it looks... Sorry, go ahead. It, it, instead, of, instead of sort of being a dull steel colour and sort of... I mean, the normal halberd doesn't even have things etched into it. This thing has et- things etched into it and it's a very light silver it's it kind of resembles the weapon that the woman who's unconscious carries and you'll be the impression you'll get from this, this glance you have is that of a significant familial resemblance in the facial features now i remember they're being described something about wings oh yeah i think she had like i think i had gave her like angel wings or something like that but they spreading were out her black and perhaps bloody to something along those lines of memory serves or was she being what she is it'll be entirely up to you as she might not even have wings now she's probably just looks like a woman with mm-hmm. with if anything that there's um lace trailing behind okay. her 
Um, the one notable thing about this figure, if you happen to look at her face, although this is a glimpse, is um, the colour of her eyes. It's a very light... No, sorry, it was a very dark blue, almost violet, violet. colour. Yeah. Okay. And this woman... You, you, you hear words being spoken, but you can't... Her lips never move. It's literally, you caught this woman at the corner of, a, corner of your eye, and at the same instance, heard these words. And when you turn, she is gone. Okay, Tash, say something. What, me? As Anna. Um... I haven't done her voice for quite a while, so um, I don't know. What would she say? What is Something she like doing? Something like time to do waking up. She'd probably say something like, um, come now, little girl. It, it's time. And Carolyn's eyes open. There is a sudden surge of chill that blasts through your mind, Cora. It Cora jerks back wait, 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 and grabs her head. Okay. It blasts through your mind and it feels like an incredibly intense five, six second long burst of brain freeze. Roland, at the exact same moment, you too feel this burst, only it's slightly more dulled. It's kind of like a shimmer. Can you give me an arcane knowledge roll, please? Yep. Uh, yeah, four. Okay. You're unable to pinpoint the source or, or what's caused this, but chill is generally related to necromantic manipulations of the ether. Um. Okay, we're going to blast back to Cora. Mm -hmm. Carolyn has just opened her eyes, Cora. Cora backs away from Carolyn. <laughs> and stares at her, holding her head. Ash? Um, am I meant to be role playing now? Yeah, you you, you woke up. You woke up now. Um, the first thing that Carolyn is going to do when her eyes open is there's a very long pause. She just lies there staring up at the tent. That, that's all she's doing at the moment. Cora feels that it's probably a good idea to get Roland. Cora will yell for Roland. Roland! Immediately uh, after has... that, that burst of whatever it was, you hear Cora. It's cool. Mm -hmm. You too, obviously, Jack. 
Yeah, Roland just looks at Jacques, then heads back to camp at a run. I do the same. Cora hasn't moved. She's still holding her head and staring at Carolyn in the doorway of the tent. What are you doing? What's up? What's up? Emma? Ashley? Emma um, is not going to run around in only a cloak. (laughs) She's going to stay right next to the fire and watch very attentively, though she's sitting up now. Okay. what's, What's wrong? She woke up and Cora gets out of the way of the door to the tent. Uh, Roland ducks in, into the tent. Carolyn? Um, uh, yep, go ahead if you're going to talk. Uh, he uh, kneels at her side and obviously notices that uh, her eyes are wide open. Okay, um, Emma, sorry, Cora and mm-hmm. Jacques, if Carolyn speaks, it'll be with a noticeable aristocratic Fairweather accent. Continue. Oh, she's all prim and proper. Oh, yes. No, she's not. She's being played by Tash. (laughs) She she is fairly so. Um, um, Okay. Hang on. Oh, God, stretch. (laughs) Cool. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Um, um, for the moment, no, actually, Carolyn, um, will struggle to pull herself from a prone position, being that she's in armor and carrying an arming sword. And the misery cord. I'm assuming when, that the halberd's somewhere nearby. When you move, you know that feeling when you spin around in the room and get really dizzy. You you can move, but everything seems to move away from you. Nothing seems to want to stand still, and yet it's like that combined with the, the numbness. If you have a dead arm or a dead leg, it's entirely body. Uh, but it's tiny across your entire body. It's nothing seems real. Everything just seems as if in a dream. Carolyn will do something unexpected from the reeling feeling and just the just the stabbing numbness. She struggles to pull herself in a seated position. The most she can do is sort of slump in Roland's direction, moan softly, and then proceeds to vomit. <laughs> Into his lap. Up a bit. <clears throat> she will spit up a bit of whatever's in, been in her stomach. Also just lap. Just water. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just going to be... A, it's the sort of thing that you do when you're sort of like... Huh! as opposed to, like, full-on vomiting. She just spits up stuff in that direction, and she'll stay slumped there, breathing. I just wanted to notice it landed in his lap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be easily done. Wrong. 
if he was sitting like cross-legged. Uh, you ruined my mental image. Okay, carry on. But he's kneeling. He's not like, uh, or actually squatting is a better word. Okay, okay, yeah, carry on. Uh, but yes, Roland catches her by the shoulders. Well, at least you're awake. It's good to see you too. <laughs> the woman doesn't respond. Um, at the moment, she's sort of staring at the ground, breathing. And um, the, the next thing she does is sort of, she's trying to sort of push herself into a seated position. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a sort of desperate scrambling as as much as anyone can manage when basically everything is sort of like fuck I'm on crack <laughs> wait fuck I'm on crack yes <laughs> okay your, uh, your vision starts to <laughs> settle now the numbness begins to fade but it's still there as an afterthought you, your your tactile senses just don't seem as good as they should be. Like you can feel the, the you can you can feel the earth beneath you, but only a little. You 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 can feel the roughness of the cloth against your skin, but not as much as you should. If you were to run your hand across sandpaper. It would feel as if you were running it across just a particularly rugged carpet. Your vision, too. Now it's cleared. You can see the world in full colour. But you know when you get that washed out look on your TV, if it's if the colour's not done quite quite right? I think it's the contrast button. Or maybe, maybe I don't know, it could be something else. But basically, it's just, the colours just seem washed out duller than it should be in fact this premieres describes your entire worldview at the current stage everything is duller than it should be from the sights to the sounds to the feelings to your emotions in even inside you you, you might feel fear but nowhere near as much as you should be Everything is dull. Nothing is real. Does Roland help her into a seated position? Yep. There is one thing that Roland might notice through this whole thing. She's got... She's not... What do you call it when you're sort of when you cry and it's sort of whimpering and things like that? The usual sobbing. kind of thing you Yes, she's not sobbing, but she looks I don't want to say sad. Like Ejected. she she's been she's been crying through this whole process of waking up. So she and looks my brother is bothering overwhelmed. me. Overwhelmed. 
I think I know what you mean. Give Tash a, ch- a chance, a second to tell her brother to f off. Did you hear any of that? Afraid not. Nope. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) There's just sort of, there's just tears streaming down her face. She's not sobbing or anything. Silent tears. Yeah. He's still bothering me. Excuse me a moment. (laughs) Is it wrong that I'm so gleeful over that? Uh, you could hear her shouting even though she muted herself. <laughs> Bigger fish. It's a giant fish. Um, Why are we um, putting um, fish on there? Don't know. Don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking I about? I saw it. Saw what? You a must be going fish. insane. There must be a no, fish in the Going insane. <laughs> that's Roland's going job. Insane. No, going insane about? is Cora's job. Oh. No, 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 no. Roland's got it first. Trust me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, ex- well. Ex- except he's the most sane member of the group. The You're Going Insane is a reference to um, uh, an, an unreleased episode of Tropis that was conveniently lost. Um, I don't know how it ever happened. I just, I was just editing and I might have just clicked the shift delete and it just, the, the files just went, just went away and they weren't in the, the recycle bin or anything. Um, I don't know how it happened, but basically, <laughs> um, basically that episode was the one where I turned up drunk and, uh, me actually started, started talking and was taunting Roland that he was going insane in a very British <laughs> accent. And uh, my shame knew no bounds. You have no shame. I have no shame. So yes, anyways, back in game. Carolyn. She looks at him. We can barely hear you, Tash. Can you hear me now? Yes. I heard her. She said she looks at him. Yeah, but it was quiet, so shut yeah, well, if I shout in every fucking sentence, it would lose effect. True. Carry on. <laughs> Carolyn looks at Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tash. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roland looks back, I guess. It's a very intense <laughs> look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, I think I get the point. I'll be quiet now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bitch. I'm so happy right now. He's back again. Excuse me. Ah, there you go. A couch. <laughs> so, how about that Skyrim? It's a really good game. I've been playing yeah. Tor, sorry, not Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching well, it. Jack's going to go and put the clothes, put the wet clothes next to the fire. 
Not on the fire, next to it. So. <laughs> Burns clothes. Actually, I think I've, I think I actually have a clothesline somewhere in these. No, I got. Let's see if I can find the clothesline. She's going to um, reach out for wherever he drops her dagger onto the ground and pull that in to the pile of furs with her. And then stab herself. <laughs> nope. In the, in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Wrong with you, Alex. What? What is wrong with you? Uh, do you want me to get the list? <laughs> yes, please. Actually, this could be very entertaining. <laughs> I don't have yeah, a list. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get the list. Jesus. I think I keep a list of the things that are wrong with me? God, uh, I'd kill myself. I know a convenient <laughs> list. Do we remember that character creation thread? <laughs> For the pantsless gamers. No. I have... I have... I have conveniently... Um, <laughs> Over the fire, yes. That memory. That's the meats, actually. Yeah, I, I know it's meats, but it's cloves now. Deal with it. Oh. But I like meats. Well, we don't have oh, the meat. I we do have meat, too. You were roasting we meat. <laughs> true, it's true. You do have a lot of meat, but it's okay, because I can fix that. I'm me. Let's be honest. I can fix anything. <clears throat> Ooh, yum. How are you feeling, Bad. Carolyn? <laughs> Right. Can you stand? Uh, is everybody actually focusing? Because there seems to be an awful lot of typing and not a lot of talking. I'm I'm concentrating. I'm just thinking of what to say. Okay. Um. I'm just trying to open up a bag of graham crackers that's giving me a little bit of trouble that's probably what you're hearing kill it with fire <laughs> um no I I need to sit here alright well I, I'm not sure how but um we're in uh, Pentacan of all places Traveling with some some new people, and our old party's gone. Carolyn finally looks at Roland, and for very brief moment it's fear but it's an odd look it's kind of the kind of, it's the kind of look you give someone if you don't quite know who they are or understand what's going on uh. but she quickly looks away. F well, not quickly. She just sort is of. It a, is it a is worried it... look? No, it's, there's. It's fear, and then it's a look that says, "Who the fuck are you?" Oh. And, um, but it's a very subtle sort of thing if he picks up on that. And um, she will 
look at her armor and sort of starts busying herself with removing it. Okay, it's very we're slow. We're going to flash outside. What's going on with you three guys? So what's happening outside? Um, Jacques has meat up on the spit and he's just uh, spinning the spick around every so often, cooking it. He's licking his lips at the uh, pretty tasty bounty. So what are you eating? I eat banana. Um, a stag. Hate the stag. Didn't the stag? Didn't you dump the um, the animals into the river after skinning them? Just the after carcasses skinning, and the organs yeah. and the bones. Uh, okay, this wasn't established. You guys said skinning. You didn't say butchering. Skinning and butchering are two different things. Skinning's taking the skin. Butchering's taking the juicy bits. Yeah, I did. But I Michael guess I said, said it he again. was skinning stuff, and then Ashley was butchering it. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna get all, it. I wasn't all finicky about gonna get all finicky about it. I just wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Well, anyway. it wouldn't make much sense to dump all. Oh, well, no, 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 this is this is true. So, no, continue. So you're roasting the stag. Mm-hmm. He whistles a little tune as he's uh, doing the cooking. Oh, I do like to live beside the seaside. Oh, I do like to live beside the sea. Where the goblins come along and eat my mum so she can't berate me. So anyway, uh, Emma's watching it because it better be worth getting super duper cold and such. That's about all she's doing. Cora is keeping herself as far away from everyone else around the circle of logs around the fire so that she's still warm and she's staring at the fire and not interacting with anyone alright right so uh, Emma how are you feeling I was me was about to sorry sorry. this is cool cool we'll we'll find something to say Basically, Cora, ever since that blast of brain freeze, things have not seemed at all right. The night sky just looks too dark. The shadows themselves look too deep. And it's a really stupid thing. But you just cannot get that woman's eyes out of your mind. You caught them for but a second. Your eyes joined for, no, not a second, less than that. But you cannot get them out of your mind. There is... You don't know. You kind of swallow. This feels quite scary. Cora is both freaked out and in denial. And... That is why she is not doing anything. Except staring at the fire. Um, in okay, the tent. I think, think Mike was going to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. In the Navy. <laughs> so, Emma, how are you feeling? Better. Warmer, I hope. Better. Warmer. Faster, stronger. Yeah. Sh- um... Danny, 
is what? like her hands and feet oh, right. bad, or is she just fine? You 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 you, you you're kind of cold, but you're nowhere near as bad as you was. You you kind of okay. operable now. Okay, I'm fine, and she'll just the furs, and I just imagine her like kind of curled up like a kid mm-hmm. and hiding under this massive fort. <laughs> Everybody blankets. else is clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. What have we learned today, Emma? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, you gotta realize uh, her car- um, one of her hindrances is stubborn, meaning she can't be wrong. So. <laughs> well, she pouts. Admit it. She pouts. See, see, I, I feel I feel that stubborn could quite accurately be renamed to just scaly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um... She uh kill my NPCs and I will kill you. Just saying. As a... <laughs> I haven't killed no NPCs, but um, she uh doesn't really answer that question and just turns away and goes huh? silent, watching Danny. the fire again. Mm-hmm. Danny, doesn't that technically mean we can never kill anyone ever except each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking I, about I, that. I kind of fully endorse this. Murder each other makes my life easier. <laughs> Actually, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but it means it means I have to work less hard to kill you. <laughs> yeah, but you'll have to make character generation every episode. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, I changed my mind. Don't kill each other, or I'll kill you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I looked that. I don't think I really thought that through. Um, ignore me. That's that's a good place to start. I think. Yeah. Well, you could just be like. We kill each other, and then we all just come back, and then we have to kill each other again, and all that stuff, and do like complete mindfuck. Like stuff. Valhalla. Yeah, that'd be a very good faking fuck up, mindfuck yes. up joke thingy. Yep. Oh, he totally Don't invoke his like name; he'll make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in the tent, Roland helps Carolyn with her armor. Then. No, it's the faking, the bloody bastard. Um, Giant question mark. Alex, they're finally alone in a tent together. Do you know what this means? Bow, 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 bow. No, it means, it means, Carolyn, you know, we should do some planning. Oh, I've always wanted to do planning with you, Roland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you know, you, you know, I'm gonna have to find some suitably romantic music for that. I just drink oh. that with you, and then ow, my that, jaw. That hurt. I, I think I dislocated <laughs> my jaw doing that <laughs> sound. You guys disgust me. I mean, that's kind of saying something, really, isn't it? That you guys disgust how we, me. How are we disgusting you? Um, let I me think. You disgust me. That's I think that's all needs yeah. to be said, really. You guys disgust me. Bastards. Thanks, Josh. You disgust us too, Danny. It's good. Let's continue playing. Roland, Carolyn, the tent alone. Thank Carolyn's you. out of our armor. Have fun. Use protection. Ahem. Ahem, ahem. Here's a stag intestine. <laughs> Carolyn, I know you're tired, but I think it'd do you some good to to get up and try to walk about on your own. 
Uh, I can help you. He holds out his hand to her and uh, sort of uh, shifts closer to the exit. Where's the halberd? Just beside you. Um, just as a side note, it's freezing outside, is it? Relatively cold, yeah. Relatively cold. Relatively cold. Yeah, but she's... She's got... You don't wear furs under armour, you actually wear fairly... Um, you'd, you, you, what you're wearing, the armor itself will hold the cold, but your gambeson and all your padding, that's going to keep you relatively warm. Not super duper warm. You're going to be quite cold. Although, although close to a fire, it might do the trick. You've got, you're going to get close to the fire, but you got, at this current stage, you're going to be very, 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 very cold. Um, as a side note, with the armor removed she still keeps the misery cord on her which mm-hmm. is is it a isn't it a stiletto a, a misery blade, cord or? is, is a, a, a misery cord is very similar to a stiletto i will i'll bring up a google image for you guys oh i know what it looks like it's a needle life uh, it's like a needle like uh, dagger that's used to go and do a mercy killing yeah. when people are in armor Basically, it, it, yeah, it's, it's probably what you're thinking of if you think of a stiletto just without the rapier type hilt. Yeah. Just a, a dagger. Um, she'll also grab the the um, the halberd as, as she uses Roland to pull herself to her feet and um, will use it as a walking stick, essentially. She'll hang off the thing as they exit the tent. Okay, could I have a common knowledge from... Um... No, actually, don't bother. Oh, alright. What, none, none of them would have common knowledge? <laughs> actually, <laughs> guys, give me common knowledge. Everybody except Roland and Carolyn. Okay. Time for me to get, like, 500 on it. I get... A negative two on it. I got I don't think so. Because I'm a, I'm. Then we just. Oh, okay, go on. She's, she's dick balls. Ah. <laughs> I got <laughs> wounds anyway. God damn, I'm fucked. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Emma has absolutely no bloody clue. Um, <laughs> Cora. Cora recognizes an ins- an insignia, on. In, Basically embossed on Carolyn's breastplate, but oh no, she's not wearing it. No, sorry, not uh, not breastplate. It's basically a um, coat of arms sewn onto Carolyn's gamberson, which is like basically padding you underneath your armor. But she can't quite figure out where she recognizes it from. It's Stacey of a white rose with a sword in the center, sort of running down the length of the rose's um, fawny spine. Um, however. Jack recognises it instantly from his time spent on the borders of Pentican and Fairweather. This woman is wearing the coat of arms of the Rosaceum Lestitutus. I will provide information accordingly, as soon as the information ludes. Lude quicker, you bastard. It's not my fault. Load load quicker, internet. Ah, not that one, that one. 
No, quicker, 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 quicker. Oh my god! Rosicium Restitutus. The people of Cague have many threats to their lives. This is information known to you, Jack. Some come from supernatural enemies, such as the demon or the witch. Some threats lie in wait for unsuspecting travellers, such as the orc or goblin. Worst of all is a threat that cannot be seen. A threat that will slay even the greatest of warriors and a noble peasant equally. Illness. It is against that threat the noble warrior points to the Rosaceum Restitutus battle. Originally this order was like any other, but it was only natural progression that led those that dealt with physical wounds to soon learn to heal those spiritual injuries that only a priest can deal with. Many feel that a knight should be a warrior or a priest, but not both, while others see the, the task set before the Rosacean Restitutus as being beneath a warrior. It's because of these popular views that this order is the smallest, numbering even less than the Fearclap's bodyguard, are just, just under a thousand fighting men and women. During peacetime, this order operates from travelling Medicorum, where they offer aid and advice to, to local Medici, which are Kagan physicians. During times of crisis, the order travels to the worst affected areas to aid those that need it the most. While, whilst when war strikes Kag, as it did with Darkons emerged into the world, the order splits up. Its members join with other knightly orders and national armed forces to enable them to provide aid when and where it is needed. Wherever this, there is conflict, you will find the Rosaceum Restitutus. You won't know about that. Uh, you won't know about that. Basically, the Rosaceum Restitutus are essentially... The world's double... greatest doctors. Yeah. But they also put poor double duty as kind of... kind of <coughs> acting a bit like the UN um, peace, mm. peacekeeping duties. They, get, they go go to give aid to basically people who are affected by crisis. So if, say, an earthquake struck, I don't know, uh, a Vitari mine, if the, if the Rosicine ah, Restitutes found out about it, they'd go over there and try and lend what aid they can. But their biggest goal, well, the biggest um, thing they're well known for is basically their medical prowess and their knowledge of the body and basically the most modern methods to heal it of injuries. That is all. Any questions? Nope. No, Sorry? I just had a very, very bad, very, very bad thought because of pre what previously happened when you said they're mass, that they're masters of the uh, human body. Mm-hmm. What? A very, very bad thought popped in my head. Tell me. Is it a dirty thought or is it? Yeah, it was a dirty thought. It was a dirty thought. Oh, yes. The Rosa Seam Restitute is well known for the seven arts of orgasm. Uh, yeah. They say once right. you go Rosa Seam, Rosa Seam Restitute, you don't go back. And if it's Carolyn, it's even better. It is. She has thighs that could crush a man, and a penis that could break him. <laughs> and the penis. Like... <laughs> uh, Muddy strap on. <laughs> no, no, this is Carolyn. No, no, no. It's, it's invisible. Invisible. Her hypothetical penis will. No, 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 no. This is you don't know, understand. This is Carolyn. She has a penis. It is known. 
You okay, Ashley? Something's wrong with my arm. It's like there's a cramp, like in the muscle. Okay. Which also... is, it, is it along your left arm? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> hmm. You might be experiencing a heart attack. <laughs> that actually doesn't apply to women. Women have <laughs> symptoms for heart attacks. Hey, who said Ashley was a woman? <laughs> <laughs> No one's here to make that claim. <laughs> How dare I, am, you? I will save people some embarrassment. I am a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's like an I don't know. It's like maybe a nerve is pinched or something in my elbow. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh! That's that's terrible. Anyway, because <laughs> when you play a restitutor, you have so little care about other people's well-being, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Roland, Sorry, um, this is a horrible feeling. I feel sorry the for lady you. The lady awakes. <laughs> Carolyn, this is Jacques, Emma, and Cora. Everyone, Pleasure. this is... This is Lady Carolyn Raincourt. Hi. No, that's not something she should say. Hello. My lady, and he Jacques just turns back to staring. To... Right, fair weapons. Give me a common knowledge roll with a t- plus two bonus, please. I'll just add it after the roll. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what you want to do. Bam. So that's plus a ten from Cora and a six from Jacques. Jacques, you have heard of House Raincourt. You don't really know much about them, Cora. But you have heard of them. Cora, you have not only heard of House Raincourt, but you also know that they are one of the most prolific houses in regard to the ties between House Raincourt and the Knights of Pendran. House Raincourt, Raggy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know basically that they're a big knightly household. Of knights. Yeah, of nights. Yes. And do nightly things. Yes. Like press wild flowers and write poetry and stab people in the face. They do oh, that cool. last, definitely. And drive the and uh, drive the pram a lot. Yes. I have to push the pram a lot. Let's not go to House Rainquart's house. It is a silly place. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, if you remember my previous character, it is. Indeed. Um, Roland helps Carolyn sit down. Carolyn sits down. <laughs> no, let, let me just do that again. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Just the way you said it. Yeah. it it's more like, Carolyn sits on the log. Are you happy, Danny? It wasn't the volume, it was just the way you said it. It was a little creeper. It's okay, though. Wait, uh, is she sitting next to Roland, or is he sitting elsewhere? Well, I, I suppose he'll sit next to her. And then they hold hands? No, they don't. He does have a hand resting on her back, though, so she doesn't fall over. The wind... Sorry, please go ahead, Cora. Cora, when uh, Carolyn was introduced, 
had looked up at her and looked back at the fire and didn't say anything. That is all. Cora, can I have a spirit check, please? Mm, it's not great, but we'll go with that one. You get a sense from Lady Carolyn. If everybody was a light bulb, and if you could see that light from the light bulb... Fire. Candle. Whatever. I'm, to, and I'm actually talking with light bulbs, so I, use, I can use real-world terms in my description, in description because it's easier to convey messages. Cool. If everybody was a light bulb... Carolyn is that much significantly dimmer. It's like all the life has just been sapped out of her. And what's left what's left is just a shell that it exists, it's alive, but her spirit's gone. Broken. Um Cora regrets looking up and goes back to looking at the fire. <laughs> a cold... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. A cold wind begins to whip up about the party. And things just begin to feel significantly colder. All of a sudden, your air strikes up and catches upon the breeze, illuminated. Sorry, not catched, not illuminated, but basically it becomes fairly obvious. And the fire just extinguishes in a sudden gust, leaving you in the darkness, listening to the sounds of the forest, which all of a sudden seem that much quieter. All of a sudden, you can hear no shuffling of animals that you so got used to. Just the wind and the river in the distance and the sounds of each of your breaths. Cora gets her bow. Carolyn will shoot up from the log. The fuck? They <laughs> <laughs> get attacked by a squeaky toy. <laughs> Watch out, it's the happy rock and he brought friends. Uh, um Who is that? Bree. Can it's we... Bree's dog. That that would be Matt squeaking the turtle at the dog, and the dog is looking at him like what? <laughs> Poor dog. Dog's like, I'm not getting up. Um, I have a question, Danny. Mm -hmm. Can Roland light the fire? Uh, yes. Yes, he can. Okay, Roland will uh, (laughs) lean forward, put a hand to the uh, fireplace, and light it again. Okay. Uh, Cora backs away from the group. Once again, Carolyn is on her feet and she um, has the halberd firmly in her grip. And she's like, 
don't know, we'll say she's understanding over that now and sort of uh, looks like she's ready to fight. When the fire comes back on, she sort of her stance loosens and she sort of looks around a tad confused. Uh, Jacques, maybe you'd uh, you wouldn't mind making sure Cora's okay. I don't think she right. wants to talk to me right now. Alright. Jacques has his hand at his sword just because of what creepy shit just happened. And walks past uh, Emma. And, and Cora goes away from Jack too. <laughs> Stop running away, goddammit! <laughs> Does he actually say that? No. Um, stop running away by a Sandy. Bloody hell. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will run you into the water, woman. <laughs> We've learned not to do this. The chill deepens. Can I have a vigor check from everybody, please? Those who are away from the fire, I want a minus two. Aced. Oh, yeah. Can those minus of you who have two. failed, what like Emma just critically fumbled? <laughs> vigor and... needs to be d4. Hmm? Vigor needs to be d4. Change... Okay, easy enough change. Give me five seconds. Bang. Yep. So you told me d6 uh, before, so it's... Bing, yeah, bang. I... I... Meant D. I probably I was thinking D four, but I meant Vigor's D. now D four. Mine should be minus two. I don't know how to do it, so I okay. just it's nine instead of eleven. Where, are, where is Cora anyway? Oh, you're down there. She went along the river when Jack kept following her. Where is Wait. she? Yeah, well, Vigor's oh, minus two. Did you say? It's, yeah. Is it D six minus two? You said minus two from the people who were away oh, from the Oh, yeah, fire. You, you, you can't do that on your sheet. You just have to manually tell me. So who has failed? That means who has got a three or less? Emma. Me. Okay. And you and Emma. Okay, Carolyn. I'm giving you, basically, Carolyn and... Carolyn, just, you feel incredibly cold, as if someone's just dug their... their basically put the hand inside of you and just taken out all your warmth. Emma, you feel so incredibly cold you actually pass out. Okay. Hmm. With a sob, she crumples forward because she was sitting. Okay, Jacques and Cora, you feel lost. You feel as if you suddenly can't remember how back? How to get back to the camp? Crap! It's just like suddenly the information has been snatched from you. And Cora, you—you you feel worse of all. You feel as if you're surrounded by—you're just surrounded by something, and you have no comprehension of what it is. It's just something is around you, and you—you you can feel it's there. You can feel 
something moving past you, brushing against you, and for every now and then you'll get glimmers of movement of something there, but you just, it's everything around you. It's focusing on your mind. It's there. You cannot concentrate. Everywhere you look, there's shimmering light or something moving. It's just again and again and again and again, and you're just overloading into unconsciousness. So she crumples to into a heap. Yeah. Jack, uh, get yourself back there, please, mate. You're kind of not active at the moment. I'm kind of doing a lot of description there that's all occurring at the same time. So just hold yourself down. Oh, down. by the way, mm-hmm. Roland rolled uh, smarts instead of vigor. Yeah, Roland, you might want to fix that. I did? Yeah. Huh, weird. So, <laughs> what would have I, happened? I shall resist the cold of the power of my brain. Yay, I managed <laughs> just to resist. Okay. The rest of you feel very, 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 very cold. What? what? Um, I, yes. I would Where's like... It? I think Bree wants to go fast, I think. I'm just curious, did I like run into something or was it like was that from my spirit roll or no? It's like, just it's roleplay. Okay. You're unconscious. Just wondering because I didn't roll badly, so I was confused. Yeah, it, it's because you guys drew away so far away from the safety of the light. Ah. And you're okay. the furthest away. So Jack forgot how to get back to the light, you brain pooped. Okay. <laughs> Um, Roland will stand up and sort of look around with this uh, somewhat indifferent look on his face, and he will activate his ether sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Give me a spare second, please. Ding! Ding! Aced twice. Okay. Damn. Yeah, there is a great deal of necromantic energy. Not that is just that is literally just washed over the surrounding area. The light keeps it at bay for a point, but it's definitely there, and you can feel the energy is building, building fast. Uh, at such a roll of sixteen, I can t- also tell you that you can feel that while the ether, while, while the etherical energies are building, they're kind of like a, an aftershock of a much bigger build build up earlier and so basically this basically this is just uh, the aftershock yes of something greater yes oh, the shit. tsunami of an earthquake kind kind of yeah it's a lot more it's a lot more entered into the physical realm because it's the aftershock of basically the ethereal energies entering the physical realm so something has basically triggered a massive etherical surge, releasing all this energy into the real world, which is basically just washing over you now. And it's basically the chill. Uh, you remember back, basically, the chill means it's related to something necromantic. So something to do with death or the dead. Ether shockwave. Awesome. Okay. So is everybody ready? Is it him? Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, on the road behind you, things take a much more disturbing turn. As you see a procession of spirits wandering down the road. Uh, do I know what this means? 
No sodding clue. All you see is a procession of spirits. They seem to be dressed in ancient armour and clothing. They, 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 they're in pristine condition. There's no like rotting bits falling off or anything like that. These are spirits in the truest sense of the word. These aren't cursed souls forced to return. Basically, these aren't undead. These are just spirits. The memories of people that have lived before forced, you assume, thanks to this necromantic energy, once more to life. And these are heading down past the camp, deeper into the forest. Mm -hmm. uh, Roland makes note of which direction they head, but uh, it doesn't move away from the camp. Um, uh, I'm going to check real quick, see which spells I decided to keep. I think we're going to end it there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll end it there. I assume basically the party's going to want to regroup before they go off and do anything dramatic. Indeed. Okay, so we can assume... Well, basically we'll end it there and we'll begin next episode with the party basically bringing their wayward souls back to the group. <laughs>